Convention Collective at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. In conversation with James Tinian IV and Tate Bromble, the oddly pedestrian life of Christopher Chaos. Hi, this is Dan with the Convention Collective here at San Diego Comic Con 2023 with James Tyne IV and Tate Brownball, co creators of The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos, which first issue just came out not too long ago. So let's talk about the book. Um, you guys currently work together, on, or I should say, you also work together on House of Slaughter over at Boom. Has your approach or process working on Christopher Chaos now at Dark Horse deferred at all? Uh, that's a really great question. Uh, so, I mean, uh, Tate is someone who's been on my radar since his work on the, the miniseries Barbalian spinning out of the Black Hammer uh, comic series. And I like I really adored his writing, and I reached out, and I knew that we were going to be starting the House of Slaughter spinoff of Something Is Killing the Children, and it was just like okay, I want to you know I want to see what what this guy can do, and I reached out to Jeff Lemire, and it's like all right, is it is he is he as good as this looks like <laughs> like it looks like he is, and Jeff like saying Tate's praises, and so I reached out to Tate, and we started kicking ideas around for House of Slaughter. And one of the things that was immediately apparent is, you know, before our first phone call uh, about that series, uh, Tate had already come up with a bunch of ideas uh, of how he wanted to approach that series and how, uh, like, what he wanted to bring to life. And it was just, like, it reminded me a lot of when I was starting out in the industry under Scott Snyder, where it was just, like, I... Sometimes Scott would be like, hey, I want to bring you in on this. And then I would go and write 20 documents before, like, Scott and I even had a time to talk about it. And uh, so once I had the opportunity to start developing uh, a new series uh, called, you know, Christopher Chaos, like, I, I knew I wasn't going to write this series myself. It was based on, uh, you know, a bunch of core ideas that I'd been kicking around in the back of my mind for a while. But I wanted to find a creative partner who would take... Uh, the, the raw pieces and the raw elements that I had laid out and run with them. Uh, and someone who I trusted to run with them and someone that then we could go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and spend a lot of time developing this world uh, before uh, it, you know, it goes to print. And some writers, they, they don't like spending a long time in development. They want to just like run right towards the script. And the great thing about Tate is Tate really enjoys the development process uh, and so we started building this entire world together, uh, and it's been a really, really incredible experience. Yeah. And uh, how much freedom do you get as creators from one publisher to the other, to, a, to the next? I mean, right in these worlds, like, uh, I mean, you, you should, Tate should speak to that because I'm the limits of the freedom. The <laughs> okay. publishers, like, were in creator <laughs> Create our own land. Like this is, uh, we don't have any limitations. Okay. Yeah. Like we we can we can dictate, you know, especially you know the we dictate the limits of the series uh, and the size and shape of the series. Uh, but you know, Tate has to get things approved by me. Yeah, yeah. I've been like lucky because I first came in through Jeff Lemire at Black Hammer. I did Barbalian, and he really let me do what I wanted. I was kind of surprised how immediately he was just like yeah you can do that I came up with new heroes I changed parts of Barbalian's history um, so that was cool House of Slaughter again was mostly just getting approval through James and even like my ideas he immediately like um, understood and like embraced 
um, which was really cool. And House of Slaughter was really like the training wheels, and then Christopher Chaos is where we are fully just like really <laughs> collaborating. Um, and it really is just everything is through James, who's obviously just like a great collaborator, and we have very similar tastes, and I think just work well together. So um, yeah, no, it's been really fruitful and good so far. It's been amazing. Good partnership between yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Christopher Chaos looks to be made up of many different themes: horror, science fiction, romance, and drama, to name a few. When you co-create or co-write a book, how do the characters and story develop? Uh, I mean, so I mean, I had the rough idea of like I wanted to build this kind of teen monster universe uh, that centered around this teenage mad scientist and I had the those kind of raw pieces together and uh, but I mean like it was a lot of just big broad feelings that I feel like I threw at you and like some you know like big overcomplicated ideas like that may you know will come a few years down the line in the story yeah. but it's just like it was uh, it was a lot of like raw emotions that I yeah. knew I wanted to hit with the book yeah, it was, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. What was <laughs> no exactly problem. the question? <laughs> um, when you co-create a co-write book, how do the characters and story develop? Right, so it kind of started from that kernel of idea that James had. He gave me a document that really was like a, a synopsis and like almost like a pitch document of like, this is my idea, this is what the book could be. And then he let me kind of run away and de- do a bunch of research and develop a whole kind of Bible with a new bunch of new characters and fleshed out the characters that he was already working on. Um, and then especially for Christopher, I was kind of building out the world, but wasn't focusing on Christopher, even though he is like the title character. Um, and it, it was something, something wasn't clicking. I think I was trying to make him, I think I was trying to make a version of him that wasn't necessarily the one that I would do myself. So I was trying to build him in a certain way that didn't feel natural to me. And it wasn't until, um it clicked that I started to pull from like my own experiences from high school because this is such like a high school based teen angst uh, series so I was like well I'm struggling with his voice I'm struggling with some of um, the nuances of him but as I started writing it I was like this is so similar to like my own upbringing things I struggled with in high school so I was like what if I just tap into a bit more of like who I am and my own struggles so as soon as I brought myself to the character and to the page like Christopher like came to life um, and now he's, like, my favorite character to write, so I can just write him forever. Um, yeah, I really, like, took that. Yeah, but I remember early on, there was a... I remember having to get on the on a Zoom with you, and it was just like, all of these documents are great. All of your thoughts are, like... But you were cooking up, like, you know, for this supporting character, this would be the 10-issue miniseries for that character. Yeah. And it was just like, this is not the main character of the book. Like you have that now, you have to zero back in on Christopher. He started uh, developing the yeah. outside world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then once that like central piece was like laid into place, it uh, everything really, really clicked. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, the idea for Christopher Chaos originally materialized in in your in college days, and then again as part of Substack. Uh, can you explain to us how the process of moving your book or ideas from Substack to a publisher like Dark Horse worked? Is it easier or harder? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's been really easy. And the, like, so, the the thing that this has in common with Something is Killing the Children is both, I wrote two short stories in college that had titles that I deeply loved. Okay. It was Something is Killing the Children and The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos. 
none of there are no elements of either of those original stories in the final works. Okay. Just the titles. <laughs> but I knew the titles were good. And the titles just stayed with me for years and years and years. And every couple of years I would throw a new, like, series of ideas at one of the titles. Uh, and so when... Uh, when I was given the Substack grant, I was able to uh, develop a bunch of series on my own uh, and take the time to develop them really, really well. Uh, and once I had, the, once they were like up and running and like moving at, on Substack, I was able to then turn it around and uh, you know, like, I started having conversations with different publishers about bringing them to uh, home for print. Uh, and it was in the conversations with uh, Dark Horse about both Blue Book and Christopher Chaos that it was just like, okay, this is going to be a really good home uh, for these characters and these worlds and these types of stories. Um, and because they, you know, there, there was a lot of enthusiasm, uh, you know, f from Dark Horse about these characters. And Christopher Chaos, like, in a lot of ways is a, you know, like, I, I, sometimes I sort of think of him as like, it's a... a, a, a <laughs> Hellboy's gay teen cousin, like, <laughs> and it's just like that's that's the sort of vibe of the series. That's I can a central, see that. like, uh, you know, the heart of the book. And you know, I'm I'm just so happy that like not only is Dark Horse like given us the really the freedom to run, uh, but it's just like we are we we are now approved as a full ongoing series. So we're going to go beyond the original issue, the story arc, and it's like after issue six will come issue seven, and then it's just going to keep on going. So it's like we're already working on issue nine right now. Uh, so it's just like this is this is this is going to be a big book, and for people who are in, intrigued by this world, we have a lot of story to show you. Which actually segued right into my next question because I was going to bring up how it moved from limited to ongoing. Yeah. Um, with, with all the buzz, the series did move to an ongoing series, as you just said. Did did that force you to go back to the drawing board and kind of think of ways to both expand and expand the series? Honestly, we had already dreamed an entire world and story possibilities for this world. Um, so, actually, like, the original villains of the first story arc, we changed them to who they are now. So, like, I... And then we were like, well, if we can, we'll get to those villains in the future. So, it, like, we already had, like... Like, I had written up a whole Bible document. The world is, like, there's... Because the world is based on the literal, like, uh, horror history... Like, um, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, like, all of those characters exist within, in this universe. Okay. So there's just so much that we can pull from, and uh, so much story kind of just there waiting to be told. So we, the only thing we really needed to go back to is, like, where do we take the characters next? Because this world and the story is there. It's just, like, where the character arcs move forward. Okay. Um... Yeah, so there's just so much potential in the universe, and we have, like, years ahead, hopefully, of story. To yeah, like, on. so you wrote a Bible, so you've got it all semi-started and planned now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. just kind of expanding as you go on. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just, like, and this is something that I think everyone can notice from all of my books, is it's just, like, I don't, like, I'm never drawn to small ideas. I like big worlds, uh, and I like long-form comic series, like, you know... The, you know, we're on the sixth volume of Something is Killing the Children right now, and it's just like, and you know, like moving forward and forward with spinoffs and all of that. It's just like, I like big worlds. I like right. big ideas. And Christopher Chaos is a big world with a big, like, with big ideas in it. And uh, I just hope people come along for the ride because uh, we're going to be making a lot of comics in this world. <laughs> And lastly, um, Christopher Chaos looks to retain many of the horror elements we've seen pr in your books prior. Um, what about the book sets it apart from everything else you've worked on? 
So, I mean, I think that uh, one of the fun elements of this is just, like, even though it's not ostensibly a superhero title, like, now that I've stepped away from superhero, like, from mainstream superhero books, at least for the time being, uh, like, I, this is the book that I'm sort of taking a lot of my lessons from superhero world and, like, building uh, those types of storytelling, uh, and, but weaving back in everything that I've learned from horror and horror writing and blending them together into something uh, that hopefully feels very of the moment and very today. But it's just like we've got a bunch of like amazing characters with incredibly cool designs uh, that should just that just pop off the page. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, like I, I think the for fans of uh, all of my all fans of all of my books from the superhero end of the spectrum to the YA end of the spectrum to the like hardcore horror end of the spectrum this book kind of takes aspects of all of that and hits right at the center of it nice and uh, where can people find you on social media uh, the best place to find me is uh, on Instagram at James the Fourth, all spent, spelled out or through my newsletter James Tynan IV at dot substack dot com and Tate? Yeah, my Twitter and Instagram, or all my socials, are at Tate Brumble. You can find me. And lastly, do you have any last words for our listeners? Thank, thank you so much. Like, please pick up Christopher Chaos. Yes. And the second issue should be coming out in about two weeks, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah.